You know I love a high-low moment. From the heart of New York City. Morning, people. It's Morning People with Preston Conrad. Yep, into it. And it all starts right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Morning People. I love having you guys with me. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Uh, and a big thank you for last week, guys. Last week's episode with my friend Mia Hopke that we brought to you from LA was our most listened to episode yet. So clearly we're going to have her back. She's so excited to come back. She was thriving and living her best life on the podcast. So we're going to have her back. You guys seem to really like our vibe together and our energy. And it's funny when you've spent most of your adult life with somebody talking on the phone and FaceTiming for like 15 years, I guess that brings out the best of you both in a podcast. So expect more from Mia. She is currently on a girl's trip in Texas, um, raging with all of her girlfriends and having a child-free weekend with all of her other mommy friends. So when she's back, we are going to get together and do another couple episodes. But thank you again for listening and for all your support. Hope you guys are having a wonderful end to your summer. We're getting towards fall. I mean, I can't I don't know about you guys. I cannot wait to whip out some jeans and some boots. I am over it. It is swamp weather in New York City right now. And if you live on the East Coast, you know what I'm talking about. It is humid and nasty, and I can't walk on my dog too far. We're just entering that time of summer where I'm over it. And from a fashion point of view, I do not want to wear my stripy and my florally shirts and my tropical stuff anymore. I'm just, I'm over it. So I wear neutrals. I wear neutrals the whole back half of August. So I do like whites, blacks, olives, and denim. That's my version of seasonless for the end of the summer. I just can't handle it. So anyway, we um, are getting towards September. I hope you guys are enjoying at least the last few weeks of summer. I know we are here, at least from a non-temperature point of view. We went to go see Moulin Rouge recently, guys, on Broadway. And I can't not tell you enough how insanely amazing this show was. Um, it was just, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm literally speechless about it. I don't know if you guys were as obsessed with the movie as I was. When did it come out? Moulin Rouge came out. I want to say it was like 2001, maybe. And that was like the soundtrack, the movie of my existence for those like two years, 2001 to 2002. So when I heard it was coming to Broadway, clearly I tweaked and was counting down to when it would arrive here in New York. It was being workshopped up in Boston, actually at the college at Emerson, where you obviously heard that Mia and I went to school. It was being workshopped at the Emerson Theater, kind of like in a preview moment, and made it through that session and then made its way to New York and premiered, I want to say like at the end of July on Broadway, beginning of August. Guys, if you live in New York, Run, Don't Walk to Go See Moulin Rouge. It stars Karen, uh, what is her last name? Olivo? Karen Olivo, who I had never known before. She, by the way, is the secret sauce to this show. She plays Satine. She is out of this world. Her voice is like unlike anything I've ever heard. She was in, okay, here she, here she is. She was from In the Heights. She was in the original In the Heights. That was Lin-Manuel Miranda's first kind of big moment, if I am correct. In the Heights, she was in Rent, she um, was in West Side Story, which is where I think she won her first Tony Award. Guys, 
She's incredible. She stars alongside Aaron Tivet, who you obviously know from the Broadway world and was also in Grease Live, which was on Fox, was that two years ago? Guys, that was like really good. I'm a big Vanessa Hudgens fan, so I enjoyed him in that. But they are magical together. The Moulin Rouge production on Broadway is unlike anything I've ever seen. If you were fans of the movie, you'll still be a huge fan of the show. It has the core elements of love and whimsy and fun and romance, but they definitely have tweaked it a little bit. So you'll get the classic songs from the film, but they've also thrown in, I mean, there's like a giant Rihanna number. There's a giant Lady Gaga number. There's this emotional um, Adele number, which is crazy. I mean, I feel like, that was what was at the core of the original Moulin Rouge was the mashup of pop music. So they obviously had to reinvent it a little bit. So I loved it. It was really great. If you're coming to New York anytime soon, make sure you book yourself some tickets. Um, I'm warning you now though, it's expensive. I mean, expensive. We, we normally like to go see shows at night, but we went to go see the matinee because it was just like half price. I mean, I'm talking hundreds of dollars for tickets. So we, we bailed on those tickets and we got something more affordable for a matinee. But maybe if you guys book out in advance, you can snag yourself some tickets. I know a lot of people are going to see the show in October. So I would try to go see it before um, the original leads leave the show because that that's what happens on Broadway. Sometimes the original cast members kind of wear their themselves out and they get replaced rather quickly. So go and see Moulin Rouge before um, it ends and before the, the cast is switched. So we recently saw that. Um, I also, guys, I want to quickly touch on what we're going to talk about on this week's episode before we jump into uh, listener emails. I've got a few to get through, and I want to answer your burning questions. I promised I would, and I'm totally going to. On this week's episode, uh, we are going to jump into more about Instagram. I touched on this a little bit last week with Mia, and we were talking about how she just did this big follower purge, and she, you know, like unfollowed like seventy people because they weren't bringing her joy anymore. I don't know if you guys watched Marie Kondo's um, show on Netflix, where it was all about organizing and you know streamlining your life in your home. The more I thought about this, guys, honestly. That's how you need to treat social media too. You need to streamline it. If it doesn't bring you joy, if that person that you're following gives you anxiety or stresses you out or makes you feel bad about yourself, unfollow them. And if you feel bad unfollowing them, you can mute them. I don't know if you know about this feature on Instagram, guys. You can literally mute somebody so you no longer have to see them in your everyday social media feeds. I mean, the toll that Instagram is taking on people's kind of mental well-being, we need to be aware of that. And if someone's making you feel bad in any way, mute them or unfollow them. So I really liked that takeaway that Mia gave us last week. But this week, I want to talk about uh, growing your Instagram following. So we're going to talk about five or so tips and tricks that I have used in the past that I found successful for you guys to use at home to grow your Instagram following a little bit. Uh, or a lot bit, if you want. So I'm going to jump into some questions here. Let me open the email box up. Guys, I am going to leave these um, nameless because I did get um, some feedback that people would like to be anonymous. So I'm going to leave 
leave them anonymous. So here we go. I will say this message is from Mexico. How exciting is that? Greetings from Mexico. Uh, hi, Preston. I loved the first episode. It was very inspiring. My question for you is how do you think technology will impact fashion? And what do you think the fashion industry needs from tech at the moment? That is so interesting. Um, thanks for your question. Appreciate it. Hi to Mexico. One of my favorite places to go. I think tech and fashion uh, are working hand in hand right now, to be honest, because as tech changes every element of our lives, I think tech is also dramatically changing fashion. I mean, just from a from a workplace point of view, I will say that people that have worked in fashion usually are really well versed in branding, in how to protect a brand's image. Um, they work really hard. They're used to long hours. They're used to really like highly combative people. They're used to stressful work environments. So I know a lot of people from fashion are actually going to work in tech right now. Like there's a lot of people from Burberry who work for Tesla. There's a lot of people from Ralph Lauren who work for Apple. So I think it's like a natural progression as there's less of a focus in retail and fashion right now. And those, some of those brands are struggling. Meanwhile, tech is like on fire. Um, but what I do think is that the fashion industry and the tech industry are paving the way for each other to do more stuff. Like my friend Clea, I would love to have her on. Um, we used to work together at Bell Staff. She worked with me in fashion for years and she started an app called Wishy. This is not sponsored, but it's um, W-I-S-H-I, Wishy, like wish with an I on it, which is basically like Uber for styling. So you can go on the app and book a personal stylist, whether it is for um, a dinner party or for a wedding, or you need someone just to help you with your day-to-day -day style. Like I think tech is really opening the way for fashion to be consumed in a new way because let's break it down. A lot of brands are closing. A lot of brands are struggling. Uh, and they need ways to be reinvented. And I think apps and technology are totally allowing the fashion brands that can survive to move into the next realm. So I'm here for fashion and tech merging. I think there's a lot going on. Obviously, from tech point of view, they're trying to play in the fashion space and use wearables. And, you know, there's tech um, rings and watches and jewelry. I know I'm obsessed with my Apple Watch. I love the Hermes Apple Watch mashup. What we need, what I would love would be like a Rolex Apple Watch, you know, mashup. But I don't know if we'll ever see that. But I think tech and fashion, totally harmonious at this point. I'm loving it. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. But after we come back from the break, we're going to jump into my five or so tips and tricks to grow your Instagram following. But we're going to get to that in one minute. Okay, guys, I am going to let you in on a little secret on how I launched my podcast. It is all about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting platform packed with creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for free so it can be heard on all your favorite platforms from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to many, many more. Guys, you can also make money right from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we are back. Guys, I wanted to tell you quickly, and I forgot to mention it before we went to commercial. I, speaking of tech, recorded the whole top half of today's episode and lost the file. So I may be remembering things that I wanted to talk about 
and just throw them in and dump them in in the episode because I feel like my first stab at it was really good for this week, but I somehow deleted the audio file. I have no idea what happened. So if I just randomly go off tangent on the second half of this episode, please forgive me. I'm just trying to squeeze things in as they pop into my mind. Speaking of things popping into my mind, look at this. My watch is yelling at me. My Apple Watch. Preston, check your rings. Your move and exercise rings are usually farther along by now. Find some time to be active today. Do you know how active I was today, Apple Watch? I just didn't have you on for my whole day. I mean, it's so aggressive. Jeez. Uh, all right. Let's jump into what I talked about um, at the top of the show, which is the meat and potatoes of today's episode, how to grow your Instagram following. Get this question a lot. I've been working for years, months, years, days, countless hours to keep my numbers high, keep them growing, keep my engagement levels high. And it's one of the questions I get all the time from not only people on Instagram and on Facebook, but I get the questions all the time from friends and family. How do I grow my Instagram? Oh, I wish I had more followers. I just don't have the time. All of those things are valid. And yes, it involves time. Yes, it involves hard work. I wish I had one easy solution for you guys. The only easy, quick solution would be to go off and buy followers, which will just ruin your social media presence. Do not do that. We are far too advanced in social media right now. Um, people, brands, everyone can tell if you have followers. They can run your name through an automated service and see how fake your, your profile base is. So do not buy followers. That being said, I've got like five or six tips and tricks that I've used in the past that have really helped me to get my follower levels high. Um, and I want to share those with you. Let me just blanket this whole thing by saying slow and steady wins the race. And I know that's not the answer that everybody wants to hear. I know people are just launching businesses and brands and they're like, but I need followers now. You know, people are looking at my account and there's only 1000 followers, 200 followers. I only have 60 followers and I need them to be higher. You have to be patient. I, you know, if I wanted to, I could have 200 something thousand followers by now. I've been doing this since what, 2000, when did this come out? 2012, 13. And I just hit a hundred thousand followers a couple months ago. I'm at one, what is it? Let me look, hold on, opening my app. I am at 109,000 followers right now. So it's taken me a really long time. It's taken me like upwards of a decade at this point, to be honest with you, but slow and steady wins the race. Your goal is to build a follower base that's engaged, that's loyal, and that at the end of the day will support you. And maybe that means supporting you by buying your product. Maybe that means supporting you by listening to your podcast like we're doing right now. Maybe that means by coming to meet you in person for meet and greets or to buy your coffee from your coffee shop that you opened in their city. You know, the point of, I think a lot of us get really distracted by the fact that the, that it's numbers driven, right? At the end of the day, the numbers don't mean anything unless you don't want to do anything with your account. If you just want to sit back and share memes and coffee or whatever it is and literally not do anything with the account and not sell something, have a business um, and use it as a springboard, then the numbers, then that is all about the numbers for you. Then go buy followers or whatever. I, I feel very passionately about this, that the number base is not as important as what the base is to you. You need a tribe, you need a hive, you need a community. I'm like, I can't thank my followers enough for how engaged they are. Like, look at this. I'm going to read you guys a note. 
I just got a note literally as we were um, on commercial. I got a note from someone that says, hi, I just reviewed your podcast. And to be honest, podcasts were never a thing, but gave yours a listen. And I'm so ashamed I haven't gotten on board sooner. I'll probably get on board um, and donate so you can keep them coming. And his review says that I followed Preston for years on Instagram. He brings great energy to my life. I can't believe I didn't listen sooner. I run a business and I do volunteering. So I'm always on the go and blah, blah, blah. What I'm saying is notes like that are from an engaged, valued follower. Like I value that person, right? It's almost like my instant, um, think of your followers as like your, um, if you were a store and you had a loyalty program, that's how you want to think of your followers. You want to give them back, reward them and treat them as part of a community. At the end of the day, it's called social media. It's a group, it's a social group, right? So you want to make sure that they're real, that they're engaged and your end goal is not to have high numbers. It's to have engaged numbers. That being said, the numbers are totally important. Don't think I'm not considering the numbers. Do I want higher numbers? Of course, who doesn't? But for me, it's all about keeping them engaged. So to grow your numbers, there are a couple best practices that I, uh, I like. Number one, I want to say, um, is engage with people. Rule number one is engage. Specifically, we're going to get into how I say suggest to engage, but rule number one is to engage. I think for a minute there, and I think we're just coming out of it now, for a minute there, Instagram hit a point where nobody was liking, nobody was following, nobody was commenting, and it just, it became this kind of cyclical, um, monotonous zombie thing where we were all just like swiping, 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 swiping. Like when you're waiting at the doctor's office, you're waiting at the airport, you're bored on the couch, you're not talking to your partner, you're watching Netflix and you're just swiping. That is what Instagram does not want. They want people to be engaged. If you, if you think back to when the brand first came out, when Instagram first launched, you were so excited to share and to talk about things. And if your friend shared a picture of their puppy, you would have commented, oh my God, that's the cutest puppy. Or if you shared a picture from your vacation on a boat, your friends would say, oh, I wanna be on that boat. That boat looks amazing. That's how it started. We need to get back to that. When you engage, you create buzz, you create awareness, and the person you're engaging with is going to follow you back and engage with you back. So number one rule is to engage with people. To do that, specifically to grow your following. There's a few hacks that I've used that I've heard um, numerous. I think I got this one actually from Gary V. But um, we call it the nine by nine rule. So it's pretty simple. So I'm gonna teach you guys how to do the nine by nine rule right now. This is for people that are specifically looking to grow their Instagram following in a thoughtful way. So think of, um, I'm gonna pull up my Instagram right now. So the nine by nine rule means basically you're going to engage um, with these people. So think of nine places, okay? Specific places, not vague, broad places like New York City, right? Think of nine places that are important to you. So let's say you um, live in a town and there's a coffee shop called Main Street Coffee, right? And that's in, I don't know, Des Moines, okay? You're going to go into Instagram, hit the search button there at the bottom, and you're going to type in Main Street Coffee. So for me, let me type in Hell's Kitchen, New York, which is um, my neighborhood, okay? That's small. It's smaller than New York City. You want to be focused here. So I just pulled up um, Hell's Kitchen, Manhattan. Let me click Places. I'm going to click on Hell's Kitchen, Manhattan. And the first nine photos, okay, 
the first nine photos that are not spam or whatever that I connect with, the first nine photos I connect with, I'm going to comment. I'm going to comment on them. So this person here, oh, this is from Melissa McCarthy. So she shared um, the Kitchen movie, which is about Hell's Kitchen. So, I mean, she may not see this, but I'm going to say, can't wait to see this about my neighborhood. A thoughtful comment, okay? Just left that comment. I'm going to go back and do this to eight more people in the Hell's Kitchen. Here's a cute um, couple that um, they are hugging and they are right in front of, this is my corner by my Starbucks. So I'm going to comment, best corner in NYC post. So I'm going to do this for nine accounts at nine different places. So once I finish the Hell's Kitchen one, I'm going to go back and do this for eight more places. What you're doing is you are actively, thoughtfully engaging with real people in your real community that are going to give back to you on your digital community, okay? So you basically want to interact, comment, and engage with people that are um, in your same space, doing your same things. Maybe you go to um, Flywheel. Maybe you go to um, a cool yoga studio, right? Look up the yoga studio, look at nine photos, and comment on nine of them. Not something spammy like, great picture, comment, oh my God, that pose is so hard. Oh man, that's the hardest instructor at that studio. Make thoughtful comments for nine people and do it for nine places. So that's one of my tricks. We call it the nine by nine rule. It's not spammy, it's real, it's authentic. And you may actually meet new people that way and I think you will, um, I think you'll find it helpful. So also under this engage um, number, number one is engage and my first tip to do that is the nine by nine rule and the next um, under engage is, the, is comment. Commenting guys is, you know, so important. And and let me just tell you, it's something that has gotten, in the last few weeks and months, it's gotten better. I've seen it on my point of view, but it, it was almost forgotten for a little bit there. People were liking and scrolling, but not commenting. Sit and engage with Instagram. If you want to have thoughtful, engaged followers, you have to return the favor. You're getting the trend here, right? You're obviously seeing that it's like, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. As you're going through your feed, Make sure you're commenting on people's photos. People want to feel validated. They want to um, hear from you. They want to know your thoughts and their opinions. If people are asking questions, hey, which dress is better, the blue or the pink? Hey, um, I'm thinking about cutting my hair. And they're taking the time to write that question in the comments. Comment back. It's kind of like a common decency thing. So you want to make sure you're commenting. The more breadcrumbs and comments you drop, the more you're going to get on your own feed. If you comment on person's person A on their Instagram, most likely they're going to comment back on yours. What's that going to do for you? It's going to raise your engagement rate. It's going to uh, open up other people to your account. Comment, comment, comment could not be more important. Okay. So after number one, engage, number two is know your brand. Know your brand in photos. It's important. I know people often care about the feed or the look of my feed or the grid. I don't think that's as important. I'm going to be fully honest with you. I think there are people whose brands are built on the way their grid looks and their feed looks. I'm not one of those people. What I am um, really into and what I do really value is my brand in photos. So how do I communicate my brand in photos? I have pillars that I stick to. Okay. So if my comment and my content is not based in these four pillars, I don't post it. Okay. Here's what the four pillars are for me. Uh, 
style, home decor and interior design, fitness and overall wellness. That's number three. And number four is grooming slash beauty. Okay. That's my brand. Those are the four buckets. If the content doesn't fit into those buckets, I don't share it because I know that's what people want, right? At the end of the day, that's what I've been putting out there and that's what you guys engage with. So that's what I want to give back to everybody. So number two is know your brand in photos. Know the visual ID of your brand. Whatever those pillars are, you need to identify those pillars for yourself. Maybe you're a fitness blogger. So maybe you should expand your pillars. And yes, it's going to be gym moves and um, techniques, but maybe there should be... um, a diet and um, food component, okay? Maybe you should expand into fit, um, fashion, right? Maybe you should have, here are the best shorts for squats. Maybe you should do, um, every Tuesday, share a new workout piece of clothing that um, you're loving lately, right? So know what your brand is in photos. Uh, write those pillars down. Commit to them. If it's not in those pillars, you don't post it. That's, good. That's the same for sponsored content. So if I were to get... Um, let me just like make something up. If I were to get something for like, um, a vaping company, okay. Those don't fall into one of my four pillars. They're not style. They're not home decor. They're not, uh, wellness, fitness, and they're not grooming and beauty. It's not happening. It's not being posted on the feed. So it gives you really clear parameters of what you should be posting, what brands you should be working with on a sponsored level. And it's going to give your community something to interact with and things to expect. The community at the end of the day, guys, it's like training a puppy or a baby. It's about consistency. Keep delivering the same stuff. So number two, know your brand in photos, okay? Number three, use all of the tools that Instagram is giving you, right? We are creatures of habit. We fall into these slumps. We just post the day, um, the days that we're supposed to, or we think that we're supposed to. We post every day at nine. We throw the picture up, check in on the app a couple hours later, wonder why there's not enough likes on there, and then we complain. That's not how it works anymore, right? It maybe used to be the way it works, but it's not the way it works anymore. You need to engage with the app and spend time with the app and use all the tools that Instagram's provided, specifically stories, okay, guys? Stories is going to be the number one way to grow your engagement levels and keep people invested in your brand. It is like, to me, I think... The future of Instagram is going to be completely video focused, to be honest with you. But stories is the way to start that now. So geotag every single one of your locations. So you're always following, not your exact location. I don't want anyone to get like picked up off the side of the street and kidnapped. But if you're in Chicago, make sure you're geotagging Chicago. If you're in Hell's Kitchen, put up Hell's Kitchen. Um, Geotag on stories, use stories, and then use all of the other features on Instagram. Use Instagram Live. It's up there for a reason. They want you to be using the the feature. Try it out. Maybe you're in uh, grooming and beauty. Do your beauty routine on Instagram Live. Maybe you work in auto sales, um, selling cars. Do an Instagram Live of here are my top picks for the best cars of 2019 from this brand, and here's the best features. Um, you get you get the point. Use all the features. Use all the GIFs, the music, the stickers, all of the tools, the tricks that they have. Use them. Use the polls, the question feature. Just do it. Experiment with it. The more you engage with the app, the more the app is going to reward you. Okay? So make sure you're using all of the tools. Number, let's see, what is that? Engage with people, know your brand and photos. Number three is you also use all the tools. Number four, geotag. Guys, 
this is so important. I mean, there's there's like cultures being built on geotagging right now. You have to use the geotag feature. When I went to Morocco last year, Matt and I went to Morocco for a wedding. And I was, you know, so excited to go. But I was also really nervous to go. And I wanted more behind the scenes, real non-trip advisory shit. I wanted like real information about what Morocco was like. So what did I do? I went up on the geotag um, on Instagram and did a deep, deep dive. I mean, I was like deep, deep diving, but I ended up finding like maybe five or six accounts that I still follow to this day that I still engage with this to, to this day from that search on the geotag. So if you are tagging, um, Austin, Texas, or your neighborhood in Austin, Texas, every single day, when you are putting up your content, your content's going to appear in that bucket. You're more likely to be found. So make sure you're geotagging everything with as specific as you can. If you are in America, don't tag America because you want to be something, um, you want to be in more of a um, narrowed pool, right? So I use New York on mine most days, but like when I'm in Hell's Kitchen and I feel like it's a total Hell's Kitchen photo, I put up the Hell's Kitchen tag. Be thoughtful. Like for example, when I'm in LA, I think the LA tag has too many um, posts in it. I think there's like millions in LA and I think it's too spread out. So I'll typically use like West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, whatever it may be, Hollywood use a specific location geotag all the time in your stories and your posts. Uh, number four kind of spins or number five spins right off that, which is hashtags, guys. There's a lot of like rumors and myths around about hashtags and whether you should or should not use them. I think a lot of people have their own opinion. My opinion is this, use them. Because I can see in my insights, in my analytics, on my verified profile, I can see how many people found that post from hashtags. And it's a lot. It's usually a lot. So make sure you're using, you know, I'm one of those people that puts the hashtags in with the post. I know a lot of people will copy and paste them into the captions. I like am old and don't believe things and I'm like suspicious. So I feel like that doesn't work. So I just put them in my caption, but I use, you know, I think you could use upwards of like 20 or 30 hashtags. I use probably like 15 hashtags per post. And I used to be like really self-conscious and embarrassed about it. But guess what? I'm not anymore because it's a game and we're all playing the game and I want to be a member in the game. I want to win. So I use hashtags that are relevant to the photo. You don't want to be too spammy with your hashtags like like for like and follow for follow and all that junk. Use hashtags that are specific to the photo and also use a varied range of hashtags of um of use, right? So of, of how many times they've been used. So like when I, when I type in on Instagram here, let's just type in, let me see if I can pull this up. Let's see. Hashtag. Let me type in, um, West village. Okay. West village, AGE tags. Okay. The hashtag West village has been used 892,000 times in 892,000 posts. Okay. That's a lot of posts. So I'll use it because it's not too big. But for example, West Village Life only has 34,000 posts. So your chances of being seen in that smaller pool of 34,000 posts are a lot greater than in a post of 892,000 posts, right? So you want to make sure you're using a varied range in size of hashtags. So I may use West Village Life because it's smaller and my chances of being seen are greater. But then I'll maybe use um, Manhattan which is probably a lot bigger, Manhattan, 
tags. Yeah, that's 18 million posts for Manhattan. I'll throw that in just for the sake of throwing it in there, but make sure you're mixing, <coughs> excuse me, smaller hashtags with the larger hashtags just to cover your bases and change them up frequently, okay? You wanna make sure you're changing them up. When you're um, in LA and you're tagging New York, New York life, at Manhattan, whatever it is, yeah, no. You wanna make sure you're changing it up I keep my hashtags a lot of times written in my notes section of my phone so I can just copy them and paste them and I have different setups. Maybe it's for outfits, maybe it's for food, travel, fitness. I keep different hashtags saved in the notes section so I can just pop them in to my caption when I'm ready. Number six, okay guys, number six, this is something that's a little controversial and some people are really against doing this. I'm not the biggest fan of doing it, but I'll be honest, I do it when I feel it's necessary or with it, or if it's a brand that I'm uh, really passionate about. And that is um, giveaways and contests. Giveaways and contests can be tricky because there are some really spammy, shady accounts that do this where um, people are giving away cash and just like a weird conglomerate of like handbags and stacks of money. And it just feels really like bought and shady. I'll tell you how I like to do a giveaway. If there is a brand that I'm really passionate about, I will often reach out to the brand that I want people to learn about, right? And maybe the brand has less followers than I do. Maybe the brand has equal followers that I do. I'll reach out to the brand and say, hey, so-and-so here, huge fan of your brand. Would you guys be interested in doing a giveaway with me where I would share um, this post? I would create content for you. And then we would give away a bottle of your... Um, shampoo valued at X, right? And to enter the giveaway, they have to follow your brand, they have to follow me, and they have to tag a friend. And a lot of times, I'm going to be honest with you guys, the brands will say yes, especially if it's a, a brand that's on the smaller side or a brand that is trying to grow and get their awareness levels up. They'll say yes. So uh, the worst people can say is no. So I would always say ask. But giveaways and contests are a really great way to just drum up engagement, to bring new people to your page, um, and to just keep everyone aware of who you are and to interact with your audience because you're at the end of the day, you're giving them away something. So giveaways and contests are awesome. And my final tip, guys, this is something that I haven't been great at, but I'm trying. I'm trying really hard to. It's to collaborate with other Instagrammers with other content creators. Like I I find myself in this weird spot because I'm not like a 24-year-old influencer. Like a lot of these guys are like really young and they're like, you know, going on trips and going on day drinking tours of wineries with a bunch of other bloggers. And that's just like not my cup of tea. A, I'm just really old and B, like I'm usually working on something. So I'm I haven't been the best at collaborating with other influencers, but I have found some people that I really um, have had a connection with and that really speak to me. Maybe it's because we're the same age. Maybe it's because they also work in the same industry and collaborate with them. Maybe do posts together. Maybe you photograph them and they photograph you. Maybe you share their business and they share your business, right? So uh, maybe you're in fitness and you're doing an account based on you know your wellness journey. Maybe you find someone else at your gym that's gone through the same thing, or maybe it's a trainer and you kind of collaborate together. There's ways to do it without feeling thirsty because my biggest fear is that you know, collaborating with other people is a thirstier thing um, in the current Instagram landscape, but there's definitely ways around it. Get creative, find other content creators in your world, in your wheelhouse that are doing similar things, put your heads together um, and do stuff. So 
Guys, those are my six kind of main tips and tricks. Of course, my mind is always racing. I'm always coming up with new ideas and things, and I'll be sure to share them with you on Instagram. Um, and we'll do a whole nother episode about how I edit my photos, how I post my content, what apps that I use, all that jazz. That could be an entire new episode, so let's give it the time that it deserves that you guys want from it. Uh, we'll do that on another one. But I am going to wrap up today's episode. I wanted to thank you guys again for all of your support. Like, it's kind of weird when you put a podcast out there, you sit here, you record it kind of with the AC off in the dark for, for the most part. And it's just like, you wonder who hears it. And I'm starting to get so much great feedback that I just wanted to thank you. And I don't know, it's been so fun for me to share this with you guys and give like my online content a new extension. So I want to keep hearing from you. Again, the um, email address you guys can email me is at morningpeoplewithpreston at gmail.com. Shoot me all of your notes, your questions, your comments, concerns, whatever it may be, and I will get to them. Um, I'm going to go and start laying out more neutral outfits so I don't sweat through my floral shirts for the rest of the day. <laughs> but I'll talk to you guys soon. And in the meantime, stay stylish. <laughs> Oh, you know, man. Oh, you know, man. Oh, you know, man.